What's going on, guys? This is Eric, and you listen to The Brush Up, where I run you through the headlines of news, sports, and media. This is episode 9. I know last week I messed it up during the episode. I kept calling it episode 7. It was actually episode 8. I put a little plug right at the end, um, just to let you guys know it. But this one's 9. I'm sure of it. Actually, I will do like an 80% search just in case. But yeah, let's start off with the good news. Uh, cheetahs in South Africa have been taken in limited amounts and moved into India as a restoration program for the species. It will be the first time ever that a major predator will be moved intercontinentally to reestablish the population. So the species used to have area to roam in India and Turkey and the surrounding areas there, but they became critically endangered. And apparently of this particular type of cheetah, they're presumed to only be 50 alive today. Um, the extent of the endangerment is mostly due to monarchs of, or Indian monarchs hunting the animals a lot in the 1950s. So, yeah, they're gonna bring some over from South Africa. I guess I don't know if they're like the exact same cheetah or a similar type of cheetah that can uh, breed with the ones over there to reestablish the population. But I think this is really cool. Uh, previously or normally, you would hear of. That, you know, bringing them into captivity and then raising up more and more of the species until there's enough to release back into the wild. And that can be problematic sometimes because the animals can lose their kind of natural instincts a little bit. So I think it's cool that they're trying this different approach this time. I hope everything goes well. I hope um, that it doesn't affect the ecosystem. I could see the potential for introducing a new predator uh, into an ecosystem. But since... This predator has previously been there. I hope everything goes okay, but it's good to hear that they're saving the cheetahs. Next piece of good news, an elderly Canadian woman is handing out personalized thank you cards for long-haul truck drivers. So during the pandemic with the short, short hole shortages sorry, of supplies in 2020, apparently these workers were caught doing super long hours. Uh, I don't know what the Canadian rules are for driving on the road. Like in America, you only do eight at a time. But apparently these long-haul drivers were really having to work uh, a lot of extra hours, drive a lot further, things like that. So they're pretty much caught in the middle of these shortages. And after hearing about the conditions that they were dealing with, this elderly woman decided to go out and uh, make some thank you cards for him. So the conditions they were dealing with, apparently in the heat of the pandemic, a lot of the public bathrooms weren't open, so they couldn't shower, things like that. And then when they crossed borders, uh, these truck drivers were forced to stay in their cabs for hours at a time while they got cleared for like sickness and stuff like that. Um, so she really thought that these people deserved a thank you. So she began handing out 75 to 100 personalized thank you cards every three or four weeks. And to date, she's just over a thousand cards. So I think it's pretty cool that this elderly woman is using her time to go out and thank those that are uh, still working and doing their best during the pandemic to make everybody as comfortable as possible in this uh, different kind of state of living. But last piece of good news is that uh, you have to bear with me here. At first, it doesn't sound like good news, but it'll get to good news. Four female friends in St. Petersburg were in a car accident after they were T-boned by another car, obviously. Um, the car slid into the neighbor's or a neighboring yard. Uh, two of the passengers were unharmed, and they were able to escape. The driver was also unharmed. It was able to escape. And these three girls started running away, but noticed that the fourth girl was stuck still in the car. So apparently the driver noticed this, went back, pulled out the other girl, and then they got her to a safe distance. And the driver 
learned CPR, got certified for CPR the day before this, and she noticed that the girl that didn't get out of the car was unresponsive with no pulse, so she began doing CPR, and this other girl actually regained consciousness after uh, a certain amount of CPR, and then she was taken to a nearby Florida hospital. So a lot of people learn CPR, and we're always like, oh, we're never going to use this, things like that, but this girl literally used it the next day, so apparently she learned it uh, in like high school PE class, and she, yeah, she used it the next day, so... I mean, that's awesome that she was able to save her friend um, that was unresponsive and was not breathing. I I imagine she saved her life. I don't know if the uh, paramedics would have been there on time to save the girl's life if this girl wouldn't have acted so quickly. So good to hear that. But now we're going to get into the U.S. and world news. And it is pretty sad. A lot of it's sad. So really sit down for this one. I'm sorry, but... I got to go through the biggest headlines, but starting on kind of, I mean, it's kind of a good note, but after this, it'll get a little rough, but America's symbol, the bald eagle is on the rise. Bald eagles were once an endangered species, but apparently they're now thriving to the point where they may come off the endangered species list. A study shows that the population has quadrupled since 2009, over 316,000 bald eagles and more than 71,000 nesting pairs were present in a 2019 breeding season study. So the rise in population is awesome to hear. This is another endangered species, uh, kind of like the cheese I spoke about earlier, coming back from uh, being endangered, not having a large population anymore. I think this is a big one. This is kind of America's symbol, uh, you know, and maybe we need this symbol in a time where we're really struggling with the pandemic and some other things that we'll bring up here in a couple seconds. But uh, yeah, I think it's awesome that the bald eagles are coming back. I always like when I get to see a bald eagle, so. But next piece of good news, a shooting occurred in Boulder, Colorado. Ten people were killed, including one police officer and the store manager at a King Supers. I think I'm pronouncing that right. King Supers supermarket. So this gunman attacked the King Supers. The suspect is now in custody after the shooting Monday. There is no evidence yet of what the main motivation was. The shooting began brutally with an elderly man being shot several times in the parking lot. Apparently, this elderly man was shot, and then the gunman walked up to him, stood over him, shot him several more times, according to people that were hiding in the surrounding area. And apparently, the situation lasted seven minutes before responders got there, which is quite a long time for somebody to have a weapon, uh, especially a gun. Seven minutes can do a lot in seven minutes, but the problem ended after one officer was shot and killed, then the shooter yelled that he was surrendering, laid down his weapons, undressed completely to show that he was not armed, and then walked backwards towards the police, and he was now in custody, uh, like I said, and they're looking into the motivation for what he did. I mean, you hate to hear stuff like this. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what the motivation for something like that is, but now, kind of on the same note. Over in Atlanta, an armed man with a rifle entered a Publix supermarket. This just happened earlier today, or earlier yesterday. Sorry, I'm recording this Wednesday, releasing it Thursday. So earlier yesterday, Wednesday, this occurred. A man entered uh, a bathroom at the supermarket with an assault rifle, apparently. And then the store manager contacted the police because nothing yet had happened. The man just had the weapon. Police responded and detained the man as soon as he exited the bathroom. So apparently they were waiting right there and they grabbed him as soon as he came out officers kind of searched him and they removed five firearms from and body armor so it really sounds like something bad could happen and it was good that the police got there as soon as they did 
Uh, Atlanta health officials are conducting a mental health evaluation on this man to see what's going on. And the investigation is still in the early stages of, of what is happening. Um, I imagine more details will surface, but given that this just happened uh, yesterday, I guess, um, yeah, they don't really know everything that's going on. But this is just horrible to hear that in America we keep having these gun-related incidents. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy. I don't know what goes through these people's heads. Uh, but last piece of U.S. and world news. This one's world news. Still in a dark place. I'm sorry that I'm taking here. It's just like the biggest headlines. But a seven-year-old girl was shot dead by security forces that conducted the military coup in Myanmar. So I previously talked about this, how there are protests going on in Myanmar, um, because apparently this military force took over the government and these people started protesting peacefully, peacefully, I should say, they're protesting peacefully uh, because they don't want to be under this military rule constantly or um, in the future. The protests began February 1st and have been going on ever since then. Um, and 275 people have been caught in these anti-coup protests and died. Um, but apparently how this seven-year-old girl died was this military group was doing a raid of a house and she was sitting on her father's lap in the house and the military asked the father if anybody else was in the house. The father apparently said no. And then the military instantly suspected that he was lying and shot at him, but hit her instead of hitting him. And so that's just a horrible, horrible way to have. Apparently, the protests going on are now doing a silent strike for a while uh, to honor those that are killed uh, in the protests. So, yeah, a lot of really sad news this week. Um, sorry to talk about it, but I mean, it's it's the headlines and maybe it brings more attention to what the problems are around the world. Uh, so, but now we're going to move on to sports. Uh, NCA March Madness is very underway. We have done the round of 64 and the round of 32. And there have been some pretty big upsets, some pretty pre- crazy games. The biggest upsets so far are that number 13 Ohio beat number 4 Virginia, the defending champs. Uh, number 14 Albaline Christian beat number 3 Texas. Syracuse, number 11 Syracuse in general. You can't, you can't mess with the zone defense. The zone defense will beat anything. So Syracuse, just upset number eight Loyola Chicago beat number one Illinois Illinois in many projections if you remember what I said last week had them in uh the final well in the final game uh, in the championship game either winning or losing uh but you never never bet against Loyola they got sister Jean if you guys don't know who sister Jean is uh she's like a nun that's affiliated with the school she's 101 years old and she has not missed a basketball game even in covid right now she's at the basketball game so never bet against sister jean loyal will always do something crazy because of her another upset number 15 oral roberts beat number two ohio state and number seven floor in the first two rounds and they're the second 15 seed to ever get to the sweet 16 number 12 oregon state beat number five tennessee and number four oklahoma state and the last big upset is number 13, North Texas, over number four, Purdue. But now coming this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, we got the Sweet 16 going on. And, I mean, I think they should just give the people what they want and let, not let, but somehow Oral Roberts and Loyola need to keep winning. Because I want to see Oral Roberts versus Sister Jean in the Final Four. Um, they can't be in the championship game. They're on the same side of the bracket, but they could be in the Final Four against each other. So I think that'd be pretty cool. 
But we could be looking at a pretty big upset final four. There's a lot of low seed teams that are still in it. Uh, you could get Oral Roberts there. They'd be the first. Well, if Oral Roberts wins their next game, they'll be the first 15 seed to ever make it to the Elite Eight, which would be awesome. Uh, if UCLA gets to the final four, or I'm sorry, UCLA, I'd like to see them in the final four because they're also an 11 seed. And if they win, uh, they'll tie the record for the lowest seed to ever reach the Elite Eight. Oh, I'm sorry, to reach the final four. I had my I had my notes wrong. I am sorry. It's to reach the final four. Um, but then, yeah, I just want Loyal to be there with Sister, because it's Sister Jean's power. But even if she does make it, that's not, they're not the lowest seed in that, uh, even in that bracket right now that are in, that are going to be in the Sweet 16. They're the second highest, actually. So the four teams left in the Midwest region are number eight, Loyola, number two, Houston, number 12, Oregon State, and number 11, Syracuse. So they're just all, I mean, that's just an upset area. That's ridiculous how low all those seeds are. But I would, I mean, yeah, it'd be cool to see a 12 and 11. I mean, I want to see Syracuse or Loyola, honestly. I want to see Sister Jean or the zone defense. Give me one or the other. Um, but then in the West, Oregon could make it. But I don't think anybody's touching Gonzaga up in the West. I mean, Gonzaga is just a force to be reckoned with. They got the guy with the handlebar mustache. I mean, that's already a win for them. Like, you can't compete with that style, so... Uh, we'll have to keep seeing, though. Um, the Big Ten ain't doing so good. A lot of losses in the Big Ten. It's the Pac-12 that's really coming through. But, yeah, that's what's going on in sports right now. I'm not going to talk about any other sports because this is really just the big thing. Um, but moving on to celebrity news. <clears throat> Excuse me. Famous YouTuber David Dobrik is under a lot of heat right now for a sexual assault scandal going on in his kind of, I want to say, like YouTuber group, but the people he films with. Or previously filmed with, I guess. So apparently he had a friend in 2018 that David knew from high school that would always hang out with him, was in his videos. This kid's name, like this is his kid's nickname before the sexual assault scandal or everything. His name was Dirty Dom. So he lived up to the name. This guy apparently had sex with a girl who was far too drunk to give consent. Apparently a friend was actually in the room when uh, the sexual interaction began. And apparently she said that she saw... <laughs> The other girl's uh, eyes start rolling back in her head, and this is horrible. Like, no guy should ever take advantage of a girl, especially in this situation where this dirty Dom guy definitely had, uh, like, popularity and social power over this girl, and she was not in the States to uh, deny the sexual interaction. I, th I mean, this is absolutely horrible. No guy should ever do anything like this. But David Dolbrecht previously disassociated with this guy. He released an apology. Apparently, the first apology wasn't good enough because he mostly just went through, like, the legal mumbo-jumbo that was happening with the whole thing, um, which, I mean, I guess this, this dirty Dom guy should be in jail or prison, I guess, whatever it is for whatever the sexual assault uh, cases. That's what this guy should be getting. I mean, he took advantage of a uh, a girl that couldn't give consent, and who it shouldn't matter if he's, like, related to somebody or knows somebody famous, but... Yeah, so David Dobrik posted this first apology, and that wasn't enough for the fans because apparently there's just a lot of legal mumbo-jumbo. So then he posted a new apology, but he didn't post it on his main YouTube channel. Apparently he has like three YouTube channels, so his first one's got over 18 million subscribers, and he posted this second apology on his third channel, so it's like lower, I mean like subscriber-wise lower. Apparently this one only had like a million and a lot of people thought it was because he was trying to hide it. Um, some other people were saying it was because he didn't want to, like he did it because 
all of his videos on his larger channel get monetized so he makes money off them. So he didn't want to make money off this. Um, but yeah, the people still weren't happy with this because um, they were saying David posted it on his third most popular channel because that way it would just blow over because not as many people see it and they won't get talked about as much. But now, after getting even more hate for that, David made a new video um, on his main channel fully apologizing. Uh, and this didn't really help his position at all, to be honest. So he's lost uh, position in some of his business ventures. Like he lost EA Games sponsorship along with a DoorDash sponsorship. So in all his vlogs, I guess, he was getting those or videos, whatever he makes. I don't really watch David Dobrik. Uh, but then he lost some interest that he owned in a female soccer team, and he also lost a share in his app Dispo that's coming out soon. Apparently, his Dispo app was supposed to be like the next big thing, and he lost uh, a lot of it, and I think he was the main backer of it. So, yeah, stuff's just not going very well for David Dobrik right now, and now he said he's going to take a break from social media. Uh, I already thought he was, but I guess he's taking a bigger break. It seems like... He took a break. Now he came back, and it just got worse. Or I don't, I don't really know. It's it's a tough position for him, but I guess you should know the people that you're bringing onto your team and not allow them to be doing that kind of stuff. Because apparently, when this all happened, uh, when this girl was drunk and didn't give consent, and this guy Dirty Dom still had sex with her. Apparently, David was there at the hosting the party, and apparently, it was a small enough party where he definitely should have realized what was happening. So I can see why he's under heat. Um, yeah, we'll have to see where that goes with him. Uh, fact of the week. Wormholes or Einstein-Rosen bridges. So these are theoretical structures linking distance of or distant points in space-time. So I guess, I mean, it is fact because you can mathematically prove them, but we don't know if any of that currently exists. There's thought to be a singularity at the bottom of a black hole, but maybe it could be a wormhole. But a wormhole can be any length. So... From the beginning, if we think about it, a wormhole links, like I said, distant points in time and space. And this link doesn't actually have to be a direct link. It can be of any length up to the length of the actual distance between the two points. So say you have like a two-hour drive, right? And then you take a wormhole instead to your point. You can either get there like instantly as long as it takes you to walk through that barrier of the wormhole. Or that wormhole could be an hour long. So it, it shortens the path. But it can be of different lengths that it shortens the path. But wormholes are speculated to actually exist. If they are possible, they would um, strand you wherever you go, actually, because once they are created, there's no stable way to keep them open. So you would pass through, and you'd be where you are, and you'd have to create another one to come back. It's not like a door that you can just open and leave open. I mean, right now, at least, if we could figure it out, it would be the next big way to travel, right? We could go extremely long distances, visit other solar systems uh but basically what wormholes are is they're a way to use the fourth dimension now this might be a little bit hard to visualize because we are three-dimensional beings so we really think about the fourth dimension too much but if we think about a 2d being so think about a surface just like a a tabletop and you can place I don't know, let's say we have a bunch of pencils. You can place pencils in a row in a column, and once that's taken up, you're done. But now as a three-dimensional being, we can put a layer on top of that, more rows and more columns. But to the pencil, or a two-dimensional being that's on that first layer of pencils, um, 
in the rows and columns, they will have no idea where the rest of these pencils went. To them, they just vanish because they can't see the third dimension. So that's basically us with the fourth dimension. It would just be like a vanish, a vanishing thing because we can't really see or comprehend the fourth dimension. So a way to think about the transport through a wormhole is if you take a flat 2D surface and you cut a hole in one spot and a hole in another spot, and then what happens when you pass through one hole is you pop it out the other hole. Now, the best way to really visualize is if you do it with a piece of paper, you do take these two holes and you bend them together, basically, because you're going to bend the space-time in the three-dimension to be able to pass through it to get to this other point that's way farther, but when you bend it, it's way closer. So, yeah, wormholes, like I said, are a theoretical structure right now. Um, they can be mathematically proven. We don't know of any that currently exist. I mean, at least to my knowledge, where you can pass through and go to somewhere else. It might pass to another point in our universe or it might pass into another universe entirely. We don't know. But like I said, they could be the key to long distance travel. And I think they are very cool. <laughs> so that's why I put them in here. Um, and now under the heat of the week, literally just listen to all of Justin Bieber's new album. It's called Justice. There's a bunch of great songs on there. Ghost, Peaches, Anyone, Die For You, Love By You. It's kind of a sad one. Um, but, I mean, I think it's really good. I've been enjoying listening to it right now. Um, yeah, that's going to wrap up Episode 9. And I look forward to seeing you guys in Episode 10. Have a good one.